Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for Atlanta Business Radio. Brought to you by OnPay, Atlanta's new standard in payroll. Now, here's your host. Lee Cantor here, another episode of Atlanta Business Radio, and this is going to be a good one. But before we get started, it's important to recognize our sponsor, OnPay. Without them, we couldn't be sharing these important stories. Today on Atlanta Business Radio, we have Mushir Ahmed with Kadaxo. Welcome, Mushir. Thank you, Lee. Happy to be here. Well, I'm excited to learn what you're up to. Tell us a little bit about Kadaxo. How are you serving folks? So at Kadoxo, our goal is to make the healthcare system more affordable and effective for everyone. At America, we spend more on healthcare than any other nation in the world today. Unfortunately, not all of that money is going to real patient care. A significant amount, according to some estimates, 3 to 10% of healthcare expenditure is lost to fraud, waste, and abuse in the healthcare system. And despite these losses being an order of magnitude higher than other industries, we've seen very little innovation happen in this space compared to those industries, with reports saying that only a fraction of that fraud waste abuse is currently being identified by these products. So this is the core issue that Kodoxo is helping identify in, in addressing this major fraud waste abuse uh, problem in the healthcare today. So what are some examples of fraud waste and abuse in healthcare? So that's a great question, Lee. So fraud, waste, abuse, and sometimes people put in errors, actually a spectrum uh, of payment issues in healthcare. So fraud is defined by those things that um, a provider, and typically it's mostly providers more so than members, may engage intentionally in deriving um, certain um, uh, payments that they may not uh, be eligible for or authorized to get. Let me give you an example. Let me start off with the most egregious ones. For example, there was a an oncologist in Michigan who said almost all his patients had cancer, put them through chemotherapy, but uh, it was later identified that majority of his patients never had cancer to begin with, but he engaged in that process, ruining those people's lives just so he could file over $30 million in insurance claims and, and just become rich. So that's a very egregious example. Another example of pure intentional fraud uh, is fictitious claims. Uh, so fictitious claims, uh, an example of that is a phantom clinic, which is uh, a clinic that does not exist in real life. It could just be a, a UPS mailbox address uh, that looks like a real street address, but they steal provider identities, patient identities, file claims for maybe four to six months for 10 to $20 million, and then shut down that clinic, move to another state and repeat that process. So that has... Uh, been preve prevalent for a while in the past, um, and that's an example of fictitious claims. Then you have waste and abuse, which is not as bad, uh, but you're looking at um, procedures that are maybe medically unnecessary. They are not providing any benefit to the patient, or maybe you're you're prescribing brand name drugs that are very very expensive when there is a generic alternative that is much more economical, that's equally effective causing wasteful expenses into the healthcare system. So that, I would say, are examples of the entire spectrum of fraud, waste, abuse that exists uh, in this space. And uh, Lee, so the National Healthcare Anti-Fraud Association uh, estimates the 3 to 10% figure that I mentioned to you earlier. 
And um, we know last year we spent almost uh, 4.2 or $4.3 trillion on healthcare. So that 3 to 10% translates to hundreds of billions of dollars lost every single year in the U.S. to this problem, which, uh, which uh, affects every individual as paying more than $1,000 than they should be on the healthcare that they're receiving. Even and when you're describing all this uh, fraud and abuse, it it sounds like it's never the the patient. It, it's always the uh, clinic or um, some scammer that's that's taking advantage of the patient. So um, the patients do engage uh, in fraud, waste, abuse as well. But in terms of the financial impact, it is driven significantly by providers, which would be. Uh, physicians or, or, or facilities, etc. So they are definitely causing more of an economic impact uh, and financial impact to this problem as opposed to members. Members do engage in that, but uh, the financial impact is largely not driven by them. And then uh, Kadoxo, uh solution is to uh, use artificial intelligence to uncover some of this fraud? Yes. So I come from an academic background, Lee, so I received my PhD at Georgia Tech, and my PhD was focused around developing sophisticated AI-based technologies to help address this problem. So this problem has been going on for a long time, and uh, we at Georgia Tech love to find hard problems and try to solve them, which is what got me really, really excited and interested in this space. And the root of the issue, Lee, is that fraud, waste, abuse schemes are constantly evolving. Uh, the major schemes that are happening today are very different from the major schemes of, let's say, last year or, or maybe even two years ago. They're constantly changing. However, the detection capabilities were largely static, and uh, they were really good at finding schemes we've seen in the past and maybe a few schemes uh, some experts had predicted, but they weren't really proactive in identifying what's the new scheme uh, that fraudsters are coming up with so we can stop bleeding and minimize the financial impact very quickly. So what would happen is a new scheme would come up today and that would go on sometimes for months, in some cases, even years, bleeding the health organization um, in uh, millions or tens of millions of dollars before someone would stumble upon it and take action. So our goal at Georgia Tech, which formed um, the basis of the core technology at Kodoxa today was we want to develop a proactive AI capability that's able to identify new schemes as quickly as they emerge, give that intelligence to our customers, allow them to take action to uh, minimize the financial impact by stopping uh, the bleeding very quickly. And that's the core basis of what we do really, really well. But of course, since then, we've uh, uh, we've had a, a ton of impact uh, We've already helped our customers save over $500 million, which we're really proud about. Now, um, how is this problem different than like kind of some of these cybersecurity problems where you're trying to identify hackers or schemers that are trying to uh, infiltrate uh, a business to do something nefarious? Is it similar? Uh, are the bad guys similar in that in some cases in that area, they're nation states because there's so much money involved? Or are these individual just bad guys that have found a way to you know make money by exploiting um, the healthcare system? That's a great question, Lee. And actually, so my PhD at Georgia Tech is actually in the cybersecurity space. And I took a unique path, unique path of focusing my entire dissertation in healthcare, 
even though I was a part of the cybersecurity department. And a lot of the ideas that I'm bringing into the healthcare space and Kodoxo continues to work on and, and bring to our customers that are really, really unique are actually founded in the cybersecurity space. And you're absolutely right. We, in the cybersecurity world, we're always trying to um, uh, keep up with evolving threats. But there are certain things about healthcare Lee, that make it really, really different. And so just to take an example, in general, comparing healthcare, not just to cybersecurity, but other industries uh, in general, their healthcare payments tend to be really, really complex. Um, it's, a, it's a complex system that we've evolved over time. And sometimes we need to make a decision without having all, all the data points necessary and all the data points that may be able to influence the payment. To give you some examples of that, Lee, you may have medical records that can influence what should the actual allowed payment be. You may have contracts that are not standardized with providers that may also cause variations in payments. And you may need, we need to make a decision in healthcare at the payment point without necessarily having access to the medical record or having access to even the contract information. So there are decisions that need to be made really, really quickly. There's no standardization in how certain things may be paid across different uh, providers just based on different um, um, issues the member may have been facing with. The other thing that is very unique about the healthcare space is what is the impact of a false positive? Now, let's say uh, you're, and just to compare as simplistically, you look at the credit card space, you deny a transaction. What's the worst thing that's going to happen? The cardholder is going to try the card again or use another card. In healthcare, if you deny payment, and now that could lead to significant issues. And in some cases, you may even end up in court because of something that you, a care that you may have denied a member. So the stakes are higher, the data points are fewer, the complexity is greater. So it's, uh, it's a much more challenging problem to solve in the healthcare space. But um, but when it comes time to for payment, like usually if I'm paying something on my credit card, it's happening at that instant. But, the, but in healthcare, if I'm paying something, it could be a year after I had that treatment. That's absolutely correct. So it's uh, the claim itself, Lee, um, I think there is, there is a time period within which the provider will submit a claim to the health plan. Once the health plan receives the claim, there is the... Uh, they are laws that require the claim to be paid. But unfortunately, the system doesn't operate in as real time a manner as it should, and which is actually very indicative of uh, the lack of adoption of new technology in the healthcare space. And healthcare has unfortunately not adopted not just those kinds of real time uh, um, processing capabilities, but even AI capabilities. We were the pioneers of bringing AI into this space. And uh, since then, then the impact we've been able to show with the savings we've been able to bring to these clients, uh, the industry has now started asking for AI capabilities. Now health plans understand the value and uh, other players have been asked uh, to also bring AI capabilities into this space. So you're, you're hitting spot on on something that's been very common in healthcare, the lack of adoption of new technology. But we are really proud at Kodaxo to lead the way to show the industry on how they should be operating. We're hoping at some point, Lee, we do get to real-time payments in healthcare, but we are a long way off now today there. Now, um, using AI to reduce costs by, um, you know, kind of sniffing out the fraud as it's happening or as quickly as possible is obviously that saves money. 
Um, has the AI evolved to the other side of the equation to help, you know, identify illnesses faster or to be able to uh, make diagnosis quicker? There are, uh, there are a lot of AI initiatives, Lee. And what I would say is um, even though the industry has been reluctant to bring about AI in, in most areas and just adopt new technology in general, I think COVID became a catalyst for the healthcare industry to really take a look and understand, okay, how do we need to change? There were a lot of things, a lot of pressures that were put on the healthcare system. And I think that mindset is slowly changing now. And there are a lot of AI initiatives that are actually gaining a lot of traction and spotlight and attention. There are several initiatives uh, just focusing on what you just described on the ability to find uh, diseases faster. There's, there's a lot of AI companies that can help, for example, just to give you a, a quick example, look at radiology scans and predict, okay, this person is going to land with some kind of uh, disease in the future that uh, may not be very, very uh, prevalent in that radiology scan that you may be looking at. So I think there's a ton of work going on. Uh, the industry is heading in the right direction, but just not fast enough compared to where the level of adoption you've seen at other places. Now, it sounds like it's a, um, in some ways, a dangerous area. Like if, if AI can predict, oh, this person is going to, potentially down the road have some problem, then I can increase their insurance now knowing that ahead of time that I'm going to have to pay out. Like, how does that all play together? Because that seems really murky. Yes, that is, uh, that's definitely, they are going to be some gray areas, uh, Lee. And uh, of course, uh, a lot of times, uh, government influences on, on what can and cannot be done such as do pre-existing conditions actually impact your insurance premiums or not, or are they are covered or not? So I think there will be a role that the government may play in, in regulating some of these things. But you're absolutely right. I think as this technology becomes more sophisticated, um, there, are, um, there are things that uh, um, we need to manage better going forward. So what's next for Kodoxo? How can we help? So Kodoxo, I think we're really excited about the impact we've had so far. Um, Class Research just did an independent study on our customers, and uh, they gave us an A-plus rating. 100% of our customers uh, would buy again and would recommend uh, to others. We are even more excited about what we can do in the future and, and the impact we can actually have um, in this space. We've actually come about with new innovative products that just don't exist in this space. So two of them um, that I'll, I'll quickly mention here, one of them is provider scope, which is our ability to engage and collaborate with providers and helping make the healthcare system more affordable and effective. So we give providers an early warning system so they can proactively change their own behavior, ensure they are following the coding guidelines and, and the CMS guidelines on claim submission. Uh, so we can read out a lot of costs that were caused uh, due to incorrect coding or even audit scope that helps automate the workflow and bring about the level of efficiencies that we haven't seen uh, in this space today. I think at Kodoxo, we've doubled our headcount over the last 12 months. We continue to add people who are really mission-driven and, and really care about our goal of 
making the healthcare system more affordable or and effective. So if there's anyone listening who would like to really make an impact in the healthcare space, we'd love to have you on our team. Uh, definitely do reach out to us and we'd love to have a conversation. And if there are health plans out there um, that would like to engage with us, we work with health plans, we work with uh, government agencies and also in the pharmacy benefit space now. If you'd like to use our technology and bring about the kind of results we are able to bring about, uh, we'd also love to hear from you. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story today. You're doing such important work and we appreciate you. Thank you so much, Lee. I appreciate it. All right. This is Lee Cantor. We'll see you all next time on Atlanta Business Radio. 